When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. All right, good morning, everyone. It's a nice Sunday weather-wise in the New York City area. But uh, those of us interested in our golf conversation for the next hour likely have the television on somewhere in their house and see all the umbrellas out in Hoylake, England for the final round of the Open Championship, the final major of the year as the championship golfer of the year will be crowned later today. But before that happens, they have to battle the elements at Royal Liverpool Golf Club. That usually is part and parcel for the Open Championship. And uh, all indications are that is no different this year. On the tee with Pat O'Keefe, Infranita is brought to you by Galloping Hill Golf Course. So plenty to go through over the next hour as we uh, will follow along the final round of the Open Championship. The final pairings are starting to tee off. Emiliano Grillo is at the first tee right now, about to begin his final round. Uh, Grillo is in a glut of golfers, tied for 11th place at three under par, entering round four. Everyone is chasing the 36-year-old from Savannah, Georgia, Brian Harmon. And, you know, it's funny. When you go through and follow majors throughout the years, Far more often than not, there's a golfer, there's a guy. And Brian Harmon's been on the tour for a while. He's 36 years old. He's won, but he hasn't won in six years. But almost inevitably, there is a golfer or two that just gets out of the gates quickly and has a big Thursday and is on top of the leaderboard. And then they kind of float back and are never to be heard from again. And you always wonder at the start of these championships, you always wonder if this is going to be that situation or does the first-round leader or the early guy in contention have some staying power. And Brian Harmon this week has been an example of someone who has had staying power. And he's faced adversity a couple of times, and he begins the final round of the Open Championship with a five-shot lead. And that's going to be very difficult to overcome. Now, as you look at the weather conditions at Royal Liverpool, that could play into the field that's trying to chase him down. And as you look at the leaderboard, yes, Harmon has that five-shot lead, But there are some pretty formidable names that are trying to come up from behind him. Like Cameron Young, the local kid from Westchester County who went to Fordham Prep in Wake Forest. He's in second place by himself at minus seven. And Young last year, if you remember, finished in sole possession of second place at this same tournament, the Open Championship, when it was at St. Andrews. John Rahm, who had a blistering round three score of 63 yesterday, moved all the way up to third place at six under par. You have Tommy Fleetwood in a group tied for fourth place, seven shots off the lead at five under. And by the way, this is the leaderboard update presented by Glenn Fittich. Day, Jason Day, excuse me, is in that group tied with Tommy Fleetwood at five under par. Uh, you and a little further, you have Victor Hovland there as well. And then you have Rory McIlroy in a tie for 11th place at three under par. Now McIlroy, for him this weekend, it's been the same old story. Um, you know, tee to green, as good as anybody, off the tee, as good as anybody, and then just can't find enough consistency 
with the putter. And once again, that's going to cost him as he approaches a decade without winning a major championship. So Harmon at 12 under, five shots ahead of Cameron Young, and that'll be the final pairing. And they will tee off together about an hour and 10 minutes from now, 9.15 a.m. Eastern time. That's the leaderboard update brought to you by Glenn Fittich Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, the world's most awarded single malt scotch whiskey, skillfully crafted. Enjoy responsibly. Glenn Fittich Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, ABV 40% alcohol by volume, 2023 imported by William Grant and Sons, New York, New York. So Harmon, his last three tournaments has been playing well. A tie for second, a tie for ninth, and a tie for 12th in his last three tournaments. But he's looking for his first win on the tour of any kind, major, non-major, in six years. And yesterday was huge for him. Now, he comes out on Thursday. He shoots a 67. He's in the hunt. Nobody's paying a tremendous amount of attention to him because he's not on top of the leaderboard. He's in the hunt, and he's not a big name. So why would you focus on him? Where he really started to separate himself was in round two on Friday when he shot a 65 and all of a sudden was the 36-hole leader. But yesterday was huge because he started the day at 10 under par. He bogeyed the first hole. He bogeyed the fourth. So he goes to minus eight. And, you know, the cynics who are watching and waiting for the quote-unquote other shoe to drop think that that was the time it was going to happen. But he recovered with a birdie at the fifth hole right after his second bogey. And then starting with that fifth hole over his final 14 holes, he shot a four under par to get to minus 12 for the tournament. And if you're thinking that the lead is gettable, consider this, all right? A five-shot lead after 54 holes at the Open Championship. It is tied for the fourth largest 54-hole lead in this tournament over the last 50 years. And almost, almost Everybody who has had a five-shot lead after round three has gone on to win the Open Championship. Now, in 2014, Rory McIlroy had a six-shot lead and won. In 2000, when Tiger Woods was at his absolute best, he had a six-shot lead and won. And Tom Lehman in 1996 had a six-shot lead and won. Those are the only three guys over the last 50 years who have had a larger lead after 54 holes in the Open Championship. Now, seven guys in total have had this level of a lead. The only one, and golf fans will remember this, the only golfer who had a five-shot lead or better after round three of the Open Championship in the last half century and didn't win was Jean Vandeveld in 1999, who authored one of the biggest meltdowns in sports history when he actually stood on the 18th tee in Carnoustie with a three-shot lead going into the final hole of the tournament. His drive went awry. His shoes and socks came off. If you remember that wild scene uh, of Jean Vandeveld in 1999 really throwing away that Open Championship. So that's, that's what Brian Harmon has in his favor today. Now, what he doesn't have in his favor is, I think, the weather conditions. It's raining. It seems to be pretty heavily and it should be raining throughout the entire afternoon now the leaders haven't gotten on the board yet or gotten to the tee box yet but uh it does not according to the weather forecast which can change a lot in that part of the world especially right there on the water where they are uh but it doesn't appear that it's going to let up anytime soon now the big names that are chasing our leader all right you have to start with john rom and what he did yesterday now yesterday john rom shot a 63 which was the lowest round ever uh, at Royal Liverpool 
in the Open Championship. And he broke that record by two shots. Nobody had ever shot better than 65 at this golf course in the Open Championship. And Rahm, who earlier this year won the Masters for the first time in his career, went out and blistered the course with a 63. So where is John Rahm right now? You know, we have this big three in golf. And Scotty Scheffler, this is not his weekend, although he's on the course right now, or he may have just finished up. But Scheffler is actually having uh, a very good Sunday, even though he had fallen out of contention. Yeah, Scheffler's done. Scheffler finished with a 67 today. So he is right now tied for 31st place. So Scheffler's not in contention this weekend, which is very, very rare to not see his name on the leaderboard. Uh, John Rahm's name is on the leaderboard, and he, if it's not going to be Brian Harmon, you've really got to take a long, hard look at John Rahm. And then Rory McIlroy is on the periphery of the leaderboard. But Rahm is the guy to watch today outside of our leader. And you have Cam Young, too, and we'll get to him in a moment. But where's Rahm right now just in terms of, you know, the legacy that he's building in his career? Well, if he wins this tournament, it would be not only his third major, but his third different major. He won the U.S. Open in 2021. That was his breakthrough. And then earlier this year, he won the Masters. So if he wins this, if he can do it and come from behind fashion, first of all, he would have done it with an incredible weekend because yesterday he started round three at two over par. And then he shot 63. So he went from plus two to minus six with that course record 63. I mean, that was after starting the tournament 74 and 70. When he showed up at Royal Liverpool yesterday, I don't think anybody had John Rahm on their minds. And now, when you look at the leaderboard, as I am right now on the NBC coverage, Rahm is right there. It's Harmon, it's Young, it's Rahm. And which of those names scare you the most? Obviously, if you're Harmon, it's got to be John Rahm. And yesterday, he birdied seven of his final ten holes to beat that record, that course record, in an open by two shots. So... This is how far back Rom was yesterday. He was finishing up his round. He holed out a 12-foot birdie putt on 18. As he was doing that, this is how far back he was to start the day yesterday. As he was finishing his round yesterday, Brian Harmon was actually teeing off on one. So Rom started super early yesterday. Not the case today, as he is in the second-to-last pairing. Rom will go off at 9.05 and he will be playing with Victor Hovland. So that's a pretty star-studded pairing right there. Rahm and Hovland. Rahm at minus six, and Victor Hovland at minus five. That is the second-to-last pairing on this final day of the Open Championship. But you do have some big names in the top ten. You have Cam Young, who's in second. You have Rahm, who's in third. You have Tommy Fleetwood and Jason Day and Victor Hovland, who are in a tie for fourth place. You have Rory McIlroy, who's in a tie for 11th place. But again, with Rory, it's just it's a lot of the same with him and with the putter. Rory has just teed off, so he's on the, uh, the first hole right now, making his way through the first hole. Uh, we'll see if he can put up a big number on the front nine of this and make it at least interesting. Look, the, the possibility exists. Harmon has been so consistent this week. 67, 65, 69. And the 69 was so impressive because now when he's the second-round leader and he's in the final grouping yesterday and he starts off with bogey, par, par, bogey, all of a sudden, like I said, you're waiting for him to come back to the pack and for him to turn it around right there on that fifth hole with the birdie and just um, go minus four for the rest of the round Incredibly impressive as the American tries to capture his first ever major championship. But, you know, the hope for the pack behind him, 
is that Harmon has his first subpar or over par round of the of the championship. You know, a three over par for Harmon today is not out of the realm of possibility with the weather conditions, with the pressure that's on him. I heard Nick Faldo giving some analysis at the beginning of the broadcast today, and you know he's been in that situation before. And by the way, Faldo was one of those guys who had a five shot lead after 54 holes and then went on to win the Open Championship. So he does know what he's talking about, as we know. And, you know, it's kind of cliche, but the pressure in the final round of a major is different even than what Harmon experienced yesterday because now he can taste it. You know, the claret jug is within his sight. It's within his grasp. And uh, he needs to navigate these final 18 holes. And Cameron Young, who was not, um, or excuse me, last year had such a, memorable finish at St. Andrews on that 18th with the birdie two to apply a ton of pressure to the eventual winner, Cam Smith. You know, Cameron Young is right there. And the last time I hosted this show, I think it was two weeks ago, spoke with John Miscari, the director of golf at Alpine Country Club, who we'll have on in about 15 minutes. And we spoke a lot about Cameron Young that day, two weeks ago, because he was in the hunt at the John Deere Classic. And that was the last time he had played until this week. And it's been a bumpy year for Young. He's still chasing his first career win on the PGA Tour. So does that come today? This is a guy who he has joined that group that includes, you know, Xander Shoffley, that includes Patrick Cantlay, that includes Victor Hovland, who's there again this week. This group of guys who just continue to knock on the door at majors, and at some point they're going to break through. So is today the day that Cameron Young breaks through? It's funny, two weeks ago, John and I were talking about would the John Deere Classic be Cameron Young's time to break through, and it wasn't. He had the round two lead, had a tough round three, and then finished in a tie for sixth in that tournament. Well, here he is in sole possession of second place one year after finishing in sole possession of second place at the Open Championship. Is today the day for Cameron Young, New York native, whose dad is the pro at Sleepy Hollow Country Club, in Westchester County. Well, we'll find out over the next few hours, but it's going to be fun to follow this along uh, over the next hour as we uh, continue to update you on the final round of the Open Championship. On this Sunday morning, it's Pat O'Keefe in for Anita on the tee here on 98.7 ESPN New York. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. Beautiful day, it seems like, here in New York. Not so at Royal Liverpool Golf Club for the final round of the Open Championship. Not entirely unexpected. It's Pat O'Keefe in for Anita on this Sunday morning. On the Tee with Anita Marks is brought to you by Rock Spring Golf Club. So the leaders are teeing off the final pairing. Brian Harmon and Cameron Young are teeing off a little less than an hour from now. Let's get to another leaderboard update. It is presented by Galloping Hill Golf Course. Harmon at minus 12 and Cameron Young at minus 7. Tee off at 9.15. The second-to-last pairing to go off will be John Rahm, who was at minus 6, playing with Victor Hovland, who was at minus 5, and they go off at 9.05. And just before them, Jason Day and Antoine Rosner at minus 5. Tee off at 8.55. So those are your final three pairings. Uh, Lowry Cantor... um, has shot three under par so far today. So he's the big mover of the day. He is on the course right now, has moved up into a tie for 17th place. The best round of the day, Scotty Scheffler went four under. He's already done. He shot a 67. So he finishes the tournament at even par after a tough second round for Scotty Scheffler. He's 75 in the second round, pretty much took him out of contention. So that's the leaderboard update. It was brought to you by Galloping Hill Golf Course. Golf fans, check out Galloping Hill Golf Course in New Jersey. Speaking of Scheffler, and it doesn't appear, unless there is some major movement in the wrong direction in front of him, it doesn't appear that he's going to finish in the top 20. Right now he's in a tie for 30th. He started the day in a tie for 63rd place before shooting that final round four under par started at plus four finished at even par um if he doesn't finish in the top 20 that is a rarity for Scheffler and Scheffler is an interesting story because by all acknowledgments you know we have this group of three the quote-unquote big three at the top of the golf world right now and depending on you know your perspective that they can be placed in a different order I would put pretty firmly of the three, and we're talking, of course, of Scheffler, John Rahm, and Rory McIlroy. Pretty definitively, I would put McIlroy at number three right now just because of the struggles that he has in the majors. You know, he's always on the periphery of contending. Um, I know he was uh, runner-up at the U.S. Open, but for the most part, he doesn't really, you know, contend for the actual, you know, he's, he's not in the hunt to win the tournament on Sunday in majors for the most part. He's, you know, top 10, top 8. He's always in that area. Whereas, you know, Rom, for example, today is in third place after yesterday's third round 63. He's six under par, six shots off the lead, yes, but he's in contention to win. And that seems to be the norm for John Rom, And it's the norm for Scotty Scheffler, this week notwithstanding. But you look at what Scheffler's done in the majors. In his last 12 starts, this is not including this week's Open Championship. But in his last 12 majors, Scheffler has finished in a top 20 
10 times. And he's finished in the top 10 eight times in the last 12 majors. I mean, this year alone, he was tied for 10th at the Masters. He was tied for second at the PGA Championship. He was tied for third at the U.S. Open. Last year in the Open Championship, he was tied for 21st. So that was one of the two times he wasn't in the top 20, but he finished tied for 21st. Tied for second at the U.S. Open last year. He won the Masters last year. Uh, this year before, tied for eighth at the Open tied for 7th at the U.S. Open, tied for 8th at the PGA, tied for 18th at the Masters, and then that weird Masters that they played in November in 2020 because of COVID, he was tied for 19th. So incredible consistency for Scotty Scheffler, and, and it got me thinking about that as he, you know, you, you didn't think that a top 20 or a top 30 finish this week was a possibility for Scotty Scheffler until he started going on that run that he went on today. And look, you know, those final round runs, we've seen it. When the pressure's off, you just go out there. You're one of the earlier groups. It's before the TV broadcast comes on. You know, it's not the same feeling, but still, to go out there and shoot a four under par for the tournament. So for Scotty Scheffler, just the consistency of even when it's not his week, he still gives you a professional solid effort and he's at even par and he could probably and potentially move up the leaderboard depending on how those ahead of him do so that's the uh best round of the day so far posted by scotty scheffler uh brian Harmon is the leader he tees off about 50 minutes from now uh let's get to pat's pick it is brought to you by ryan reynolds aviation gin well on Caesars right now, Brian Harmon, his odds to win are minus 200. So there's no value there, especially for a guy who's never won before. Yes, he has that five-shot lead, but very little value there. So the three names that I'm looking at, John Rahm at plus 650, Cameron Young at plus 800, and Victor Hovland at plus 2,000. So you're looking for value here. Well, it's interesting that Young has longer odds to win than John Rahm because Young is ahead of Rahm by a stroke. So I like that plus 800 for Cameron Young. He finished in second place at this tournament last year. Um, he's been in contention in majors all the time and just from a value perspective. But from a value perspective, I really like Victor Hovland at plus 2,000 because he is only two shots behind Young. He's only, you know, one shot behind John Rahm. And his odds are... Uh, incredibly longer than those of John Rahm's for this final round. So I like the value of Victor Hovland. If he goes out and shoots a 64 and Brian Harmon comes back to the pack and Cameron Young and John Rahm kind of just stay in place, that's the scenario I'm looking at. And for plus 2,000, I think it's a worthwhile gamble, as they say. And that's Pat's pick. It's brought to you by Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gin, a smoother, more refined gin, Aviation Gin. And Diego Spirits remind you to drink responsibly. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back on the tee, John Miscari will join me, and uh, we'll go through this Sunday at the Open Championship from Royal Liverpool right here on 98.7 ESPN New York. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. Pat O'Keefe in for Anita on this Sunday, Championship Sunday at the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool Golf Club in Hoylake, England. Uh, Our friend John Miscari, a frequent guest of the program, director of golf at Alpine Country Club, joins us as he does most Sundays. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Pat. Good morning. Good morning to you. It's always fun. I mean, the the time difference uh, this uh, day of golf in particular every single year really does it for me. You know, you get up, you have your coffee, you watch the final round of a major championship, and then you get on with your day. Uh, and, and it's a fun day, and it's going to be an interesting day, especially for for Brian Harmon. And they just showed a shot of him, John, um, heading out to, I think, the putting green uh, before his final round. And, and I can only imagine what's going through his head as he begins this day 18 holes from his first major championship. Yeah, uh, this is now, what, his second night that he's had to sleep with the lead of five shots. And it's definitely um, a place that he hasn't really been in. Um, But looking at TV and watching him, it seems to be pretty much uh, business as usual. Um, The big difference today, though, as as if you're watching, is is the weather. So a little rain yesterday, very little wind, calm weather, pretty benign conditions the first three rounds. And then a little bit more traditional open championship weather today, Pat. As you saw, the rain is coming down. The towels, the brellies are out. Uh, everyone's in their gear. And, you know, that, that always is a variable. And we'll see how the weather affects Brian and how it affects the rest of the field. And if that, that lead could um, start to decrease just based on the, the start he has. So, you know, we, we saw him pretty much come out with a little bit of a limp yesterday. So if that's the same case today, we have ourselves a golf tournament. Yeah, that was so key yesterday, though, because he bogeys one and he bogeys four, and then he immediately gets one back with the birdie on five. And and from there, he was good all the way home, uh, minus four over his final 14 holes. You know, what, what did you see from him? What did he show you in that moment? Because this is a guy, you know, especially you look at the – the big names on the leaderboard behind him, like Rory and John Rahm and even Cam Young, who's always in the mix. This is not a guy used to being in this position. So what did he show you the way he was able to turn his round around yesterday? Well, he had three areas of the game were working real well for him. So driving off the tee was great. Uh, You know, he's not a very long hitter. I think he's in the 290-ish average off the tee, which compared to the other players on tour is one of the shorter players. But he's extremely accurate. Uh, His short game was exceptional. So around the green, he was able to get it up and down. But, man, his putter was white hot yesterday. Inside of 10 feet, 11 for 11. Now, the tour average is 56%. So think about how many strokes he's gained on the field with the putter. The question is, can he keep that going today? But wedges, putter, and off the tee, cruise control for Brian Harmon. So Brian Harmon at 12 under par, tees off in about 45 minutes, and uh, he will do so 
alongside Cameron Young. And, John, we were speaking two weeks ago, you and I, on this show, and uh, the John Deere Classic was that weekend, and, and Young had an interesting weekend because he was the second-round leader and had a tough round three, and we were discussing on this Sunday program whether or not that would be the weekend where he broke through for his first-ever PGA win. He did not. He finished in a tie for six. But, you know, as we said at the time, this is a guy – who always now finds his way, seems to find his way into contention in these tournaments. Last year, he finished second overall with that memorable, uh, uh, excuse me, Eagle 2 on the 18th hole. So as he begins this final round, along with the leader, five shots back, uh, where is Cameron Young's game right now? Yeah, the John Deere Classic was a big confidence builder for Cam Young. Um, fired a great round yesterday, 566. I thought it could have been even lower. He had a few missed opportunities on 7, um, 11, 17. Still an impressive round. He's ninth off the tee and leads the field in stroke gains on his approach. If he's there again today, we can see almost like we saw last year, right? He was four back last year. Goes out and shoots 65, only to be outdone, obviously, by Cam Smith, who shot 64. But I think he's playing with a little bit of swagger now. If he can get the putter going... He'll give it a bit of a run, but I think this weather really benefits Cam more than Brian because he's so long. You know, the greens will be soft. He's, he can carry the ball longer off the tee. He's going to be hitting shorter clubs into greens, which means he can fire at pins a little bit more. We might see Brian Harmon hitting a fairway wood into this, the first hole today. So the distance might be a little bit of a challenge for him with the weather. But this is an opportunity for Cam Young to keep his foot on the gas. Uh, he's a long hitter. We know he's a, he's a local kid from Westchester. He's been in this position before. He's going to be right there in the group with Brian Harmon. It'll almost be a mass play. So we might see a, a birdie bogey right off the start, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. So, John, and we're talking with John Miscarry, the director of golf at Alpine Country Club. You, you're saying elements like this, and it's raining pretty hard out there, as you described. Elements like this tend to favor longer hitters. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, I would think so in this scenario. Um, you know, I, Brian Harmon is a short hitter. I hate to say it that way. So he's going to be hitting a lot of longer clubs into holes, right? So as you know, if you're – hitting a four-iron and I'm hitting an eight-iron, I should tend to be a little bit closer to the hole than you are. Uh, that's a big advantage for Cam Young. He can overpower some of these holes, even in the rain. The, the issue is Harmon is such an accurate driver of the ball, and he doesn't have to take on the golf course. He can play away from danger. He can lay short of some of the cross bunkers off the team and have to, you know what, I'm just going to make my par and get out of here whereas Cam Young has to make birdies to, to cut this deficit. And I think he's got to get it down to at least three by the turn to have he'll, a real shot. He'll start the round five shots back. Cam Young at minus seven. The leader, Brian Harmon, at minus 12. They will be playing together. They're teeing off at 9.15, uh, less than an hour from now. And then, of course, one shot behind Cam Young is John Rahm. And, hey, I guess if Rahm goes out and shoots another 63 like he did yesterday, uh, anything can happen. But, you, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned the word swagger with, uh, with Cameron Young's game right now, and, and that's a word that also comes to mind uh, when you think about John Rahm's game. Yeah, how about John Rahm shooting a course record yesterday, moving up the leaderboard very quickly. Um, 
he took a different approach yesterday. I mean, he played very uh, smart and tactful around the golf course the first two rounds, and yesterday was guns a-blazing. I'm getting aggressive and taking aggressive lines, using that tremendous club head speed, and kind of overpowering the golf course. It was his best round in a major from a stroke gain perspective, yet he's still chasing. Um, it's going to be really hard to replicate a round like that you know, you're kind of living on the nice edge if you have to go out and, and you need a 63 again. Uh, there's trouble out there, especially around the greens, but if you can get the putter going, maybe you can come close. But I just feel like it's it's that final group, honestly, is going to come uh, out with the Claritia, one of those guys. And the way it looks and the way Vegas tells you it's going to be Brian Harmon, but the gods of golf and weather will uh, try to make that a little more interesting. Well, I hate to evoke this name, but they just showed a graphic on the broadcast. The uh, largest 54-hole lead uh, ever blown at the Open Championship was oh. a five-shot lead. And uh, that, of course, was John Vandeveld in 1999. Not only a five-shot lead, but as you know, John, a, a three-shot lead as he stood on the 18th tee. It just it breaks my heart even to think about it. I remember going through I that could, experience. I could walk you through that entire hole <laughs> from memory. You know, into the into the the brook, taking his shoes off, and then he had to make a putt. I remember the emphatic fist pump to get into the playoff to force the playoff. That's right. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, five shot lead. I, I think Greg Norman also may have had a five shot lead as well once in an open, and 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 threw that up. But I don't know. Brian Harmon seems to be very patient. You know, he seems to be very calm and collective. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yep, we'll see what happens. He's 18 holes away from his first major. I want to touch on a couple of other guys, uh, John, while we have you here this morning, and Rory McIlroy. Yep. And it seemed for him, you know, it seemed the same old story, right? You know, when he needs to hit a big putt, he it doesn't seem to be there for him. He's uh, he's already get, uh, what is he today? He's one under. Excuse me, he's one over today, so he's two under for the championship uh, in a tie for 16th place. He's always you know in contention or on the periphery of contention. But once again, it seemed like the putter was his biggest problem this week. Yeah, it seems to be the discussion with him quite a bit is the putter. And it's been a bit of a roller coaster. I mean, we saw Rory come out yesterday three under through five. And frankly, Pat, it could have been five. He could have birdied the first five holes yesterday. And then he goes out and makes 12 pars and a bogey. You know, it's that, that, that roller coaster type round where I'm coming out on fire and then, uh, back to reality so um for him listen there's not probably very many people on the planet who hit the ball better than Rory McIlroy the putter just seems a little wonky he's flipping it a little bit um getting out a bit ahead of it I don't know if he feels confident with the line sometimes but it's going to be something he has to really put some work in with if he wants to um contend in a major every year it's been nine years since he's won a major. And uh, although, you know, fresh off the Scottish Open win, good playing in the Open at L.A., boy, he can get the putter going, just like his uh, his friend Scotty Scheffler. Those two guys can get the putter going. Man. Yeah, Scheffler had a big day today, four under par, um, but he was not in contention at the start. He's in the clubhouse now, and he continues to move up because everybody's coming back to him. He might end up with another top 20 finish. But 
you know, Scheffler and Rory, and I want to ask you this, Scheffler, Rory, and, uh, yeah. of course, John Rahm, and that's the acknowledged big three in golf right now. So as we approach the end of another season of major golf, is that still how you see it, that that is the big three in the sport right now above everybody else? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, Rom, you've got him most ma- uh, most uh, wins this year, including obviously a major second best in stroke gain number. We talked about obviously Rory's season. Uh, Scotty won the Players. He won the Phoenix Open. If you ask me, I think he should have won a lot more. <laughs> to be honest, I think it was one of the best ball striking seasons I've ever seen anyone play. This is Tiger esque the way he, he got, got his ball around the courses this year. Obviously, all the top 12 finishes. I found an interesting stat online. 23 golfers have gained 50 strokes or more tee to green this year. Scotty Scheffler has gained 186. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about an outlier. Unbelievable play tee to green this season. He putts like you and me. So I uh, hope he can figure that out. It's a shame because if he had the putter going, he would have won four, five, six times uh, easily. It would have been one of the, the years for the ages. But those are your big three. However, I think the strength of golf is now the fact that there are so many players who can work their way up the leaderboard at any week, as we're seeing now at the Open Championship. It's just um, – it's in a good place. The game of golf is in a real good place. We, we, we're not thinking that before, right? Maybe this time last year, it was what's going to happen with pro golf with live and this and that. And things seem to be kind of straightening out for the best. And, and the cream of the crop is rising to the top. Yeah. Very, very little talk about that over the past few weeks, which has been a nice change for sure. Uh, we're about two months out from the Ryder cup in Italy. Uh, Scheffler's spot, I assume is secure on the U S side, but there's a couple yeah. of, Interesting names of guys that, that are playing to get on it, and one of them is, is Cam Young. One of them is Max Homa, who's in the top 20 right now and at minus two overall for the, uh, for the championship. Uh, how, how big is this event for them to try to secure their spots now two months out from that uh, Ryder Cup tournament? Yeah, th- this is really the last chance they'll have to show Captain Zach Johnson something in a, uh, a PGA Tour-sanctioned tournament. You know, Max Homa, you got Sam Burns. They, they've they been kind of in the safe zone. But I think we need a little bit of momentum from those guys to see, to get them in there as uh, we approach that August 20th deadline. Dustin Johnson, you know, he's kind of, he might be on the outside looking in. Taylor Gooch. I mean, what about JT? Ugh. Mm. You want to talk about JT's troubles of late. He is struggling and trending downward. 13th on the list and you know you would have thought he's an automatic but not so much anymore it's it's an interesting um conundrum for zach johnson with now cam young playing well and uh, they're all great players obviously but you look at jt really wants to be on that Ryder cup team and he has been struggling look at his uh his tournament and at the british open with a 82 to start, I believe. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Certainly didn't take advantage of his opportunity this weekend. All right, so uh, the leaders tee off in about a half an hour. Harmon and Young. John Harmon is at 12 under. Young is at 7 under. And you're saying if if Young can trim that, that deficit to about three shots by the turn, then we could be in for a very interesting back nine. Is that right? 
That's what I feel. I think uh, the first five holes are going to be crucial. It's going to we're going to see how these players are affected by the weather, how the weather changes, obviously. And um, listen, you have to accept playing in the rain. You've got to kind of make that get comfortable with it. Keep the ball dry as much as you can. Keep the club face dry. Keep your grips dry. Lots of towels. Um, a lot of different calculations. But obviously, the ball doesn't go as far. About a five percent. A change in distance with the rain, but it should be interesting. It's, um, as you mentioned, the start. It's it's my favorite tournament because it's early in the morning, cozy up on the couch, watch these guys go out and, and battle in the elements, and then have your whole day in the afternoon. So, if you're listening, grab a nice cup of English tea and a blanket and turn on the tour. That's what it's all about, John. Always great getting your insight. Thanks so much, and uh, enjoy this Sunday. You as well, Pat. Thank you so much for having me on. John Miscarry, the director of golf at Alpine Country Club, does a great job as our golf expert here on the tee. Pat O'Keefe in for Anita Marks on this Sunday. So there you go. Harmon and Young, according to John, it's going to be one of those two guys in the final pairing. John Rahm is just a shot behind Cameron Young, six shots off the lead. But to John's point, John Miscarry's point about John Rahm, you know, you can't really count on shooting another 63 like he did yesterday. If you look at the conditions and the rain coming down and all of the umbrellas out at Royal Liverpool Golf Club. So we'll see. Is this Cameron Young's time uh, to finally break through, not only with his first major victory, but his first win on the PGA Tour? We'll see. Uh, I remember we we spoke with his father last year, Cameron Young's father, who is the uh, golf pro at Sleepy Hollow Country Club in Westchester County. And when Young was in contention in this exact same spot last year, a final day of the Open Championship, his father David uh, was saying that they were watching it, of course, in the clubhouse at Sleepy Hollow. You can imagine what's going through uh, uh, their minds. The members were watching it, and every time Cameron Young uh, got a birdie, I guess there was a round on the house. And as it turned out, he shot a blistering final round 65. So a lot of free drinks in the Sleepy Hollow clubhouse last year uh we'll see if history repeats itself and we'll see if it finishes with cameron young the local kid who went to fordham prep in the bronx for high school we'll see if the week finishes with cameron young holding the claret jug or whether it will be brian Harmon winning his first ever major six years after last winning on the tour or if john rom has another magical round in him like yesterday's record-breaking 63 it'll be fun to watch as we go through this sunday Pat O'Keefe and Fernita on the tee here on 98.7 ESPN. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks.